I, I don't, you know, I would say this whether I was trying to go watch a game or not. I, I have, it's, I'm, I'm in the same spot I was last week. <laughs> I, I, it's, uh, yeah, go to Hebrews as well. So we'll just see where we get. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, I, it, I don't mean it doesn't matter in the sense of, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how far we get and whether we get through this or we don't get through this. Um, I was telling Brother Pilkington this week, you know, just, just, it's just classic, classic me. Uh, you know, he's like, you, what have you been doing lately? You know, I've been doing a series or anything. I said, well, I've been doing Joseph, you know. I said, that's about the only series I had going. I have that, had that one going for a little while now. And I said, because I've, because I have 14 pages of notes, which is, that's, the, that's the, what, what this is. This is page 14 of notes on Joseph as a type of Christ. I was like, yeah, I've done like 13 messages on it. Well, it's not. It's like 23 or something like that, you know, <laughs> something like that. He's, and he was like, oh, it's, you know, pretty good. And he was asking me how many types, you know, how many types I had gone over. And I said, well, I'm on like 112, you know, which I'm, I, 116 is where we'll end up. And he said, well, that's pretty good. You know, you're doing five or six a time or whatever, you know. I said, yeah, pretty good. Pretty, it's pretty good, you know, pretty good or three or four or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, whatever it is. So, um, <laughs> yeah, just whatever. <laughs> Genesis chapter uh, 48, Joseph as a type of Christ. Let's pray, Father. Thank you that we can be here together. Thank you for the songs. Thank you for uh, the piano. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for those in jail that heard today. Thank you, Father, for, um, I think his name was Jason, Lord. Uh, uh, if it's not, you know who I'm, I'm praying for. I pray for him. Um, that your spirit would, would draw him. That you'd draw him to yourself. Uh, thank you for bringing in Matt today, Lord. And I pray for him. I pray for him in his life that you'd lead him and guide him and show him if this is a place where he ought to anchor down and spend some time and learn some things and lord uh, thank you for one another thank you for uh the things you've taught us as we've gone along here and just saw what, what you've done saw your mighty hand might you show us uh, those things which you desire to tonight by your spirit pray it and ask it in jesus christ's name amen, amen. all right genesis chapter 48 verse 21 48, 21, and uh, 22. It says, Israel said unto Joseph, Behold, I die, but God shall be with you and bring you again unto the land of your fathers. Moreover, I have given to thee one portion above thy brethren, which I took out of the hand of the Amorite with my sword and with my bow. Um, okay. I, I got to be honest with you. We're going to go over here and look at Hebrews 8. Uh, I under, I, I've got something for you on. I have given thee one portion above thy brethren. Um, look, it's a remarkable thing when you talk about being a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Okay, I mean, it is a remarkable thing that he would, that he would make you bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh and, and give you of that which is his. Okay, And it goes without saying. I mean, it should just go without saying that... He's got, he's got one portion above his brethren, being you if we, if we want to make that application, uh, being Israel if we want to make that application, okay? Um, 
And I'm not really going to get on the portion. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really going to unpack that. I, I. I. I didn't look at it far enough to really grasp that. Uh, but I think the remarkable thing about it is is not that we would clearly understand only clearly understand. Well, well obviously he would have a portion above us, but that it would only call it a portion above us. Does that make sense? That is, he made you join heirs with him, and you get in on all the goods that he has. Right? Because before you ever knew him and before he, he, he received you unto himself and put you in with him, <laughs> that w- one portion above his brethren wouldn't have described, wouldn't have described the disparity between where you were at and where he was at. So he took you way up. He took you way up. And he's going to place you way up, and that's remarkable, and it's unbelievable, and I can't hardly wrap my head around it. Now, I'll tell you what I'm not going to comment on, because I don't have any idea what's going on here. Uh, and I don't know if it if it's, has bearing. I mean, it's the word of God, so it has bearing. But he says here, uh, which I took out of the hand of the Amorite with my sword and with my bow. You got me. I don't know. I do not, I do not know. what's. It's not recorded that I can find what, what's being spoken about here. Uh, if Jacob fought an Amorite with a sword and with a bow, I, I, he didn't, the Lord didn't have uh, Moses pen anything down about it. If, it, if there's some bearing on... Now, look, I mean, you can just make the, the obvious application that he comes down and he fights. You can make that obvious application. You can go find the Lord's bow several times. Most of the time when the Lord's shooting his bow, he's shooting it at you. <laughs> Amen! A lot of times when, the, when, when saints and, and the Old Testament saints are talking about the Lord's bow... He set me up for his mark. He started target practice on me. Job talks about it. Jeremiah, I think, talks about it. Uh, Several times when the Lord's bow gets showing up, David talks about it. Um, And, you know, he has has his sword. Um, And I'm not even sure about his bow in Revelation. I'm sure it probably shows up there. I didn't go too far with it, okay? Because I felt like I was going to be stretching something that I, as I looked at it, I thought, well, I don't really... I'm not seeing what we're talking about here. So if you see it, fine, wonderful. I'd love to you know, be enlightened. But nevertheless, look at Hebrews. Is that where we said go? Yeah. Hebrews chapter 1. I might have said 8. Yeah. Hebrews 1 is what you want. Verse 8 is what you're going to grab. So that's where, that's where that came from. And just notice this. Just notice some things. I love the book of Hebrews, particularly chapter 1. Boy, it's just so good. And... Uh, yeah, but Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 8, But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with oil, uh, with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Right? And so Jacob said to his son here in, in, in blessing these boys, you know, and, and coming to the end of his life there, I guess, he, he said a number of things, but he particularly says to Joseph, he says, I've given thee one portion above thy brethren. So nevertheless, uh, he's a type of Christ in that respect. Look at chapter 49, skipping, skipping ahead a little bit. There's not, uh, it gets into things that don't pertain to Joseph as a type of Christ per se. Look at Genesis 49, uh, look at verse 22. Joseph is a fruitful bough. So you got all these prophecies on the boys, right? 
and he's going through that, and it's very interesting, and, and, and there's, there's, there's a lot to look at there. There's a lot of interesting things about Christ uh, there in verses 9 and 10 with Judah and verse 11, 12. All of those have to do with, with Christ prophetically, but we're not looking at Judah. We're looking at Joseph. So down here with Joseph, he says in verse 22, Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well, whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him, right? Joseph is a fruitful bough whose branches run over a wall. You know John 15, but go ahead and turn there with me if you would. And of course, Christ, I mean, a fruitful bough, right? Yeah, John, John chapter 15. I'm cruising through some of this stuff because I, uh, no matter where we stop, I've got a place where I definitely want to get to. So I'm, I'm going to not really, I'm going to do my level best not to get hung up in a couple of these places where I could. And we're really going to cruise over to a place that I, I hope will be a blessing to you tonight. really was to me. So uh, John chapter 15, verses 1 through 5 here. I am the what? I'm the true vine. And my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And so he's, he's a bough, right? And there's branches off of him, coming off of him. Hello? Yeah. Okay. Um, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth not fruit, he purgeth it, and that, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of, ex of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth what? Much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. He's the fruitful bough, right? Joseph is the fruitful bough. Stay with me on this if you would. We're going to come to Joshua in a second, but look at Genesis 41. Genesis 41, I'll show you one of the things about uh, Joseph, I've pointed this out several times. I'll never stop pointing it out. I think it's one of the most you know, wonderful things about the life of Joseph that you can take and personally apply to your own life and, and set it up as a mark and, and just do your level best to remember it. Uh, you know, because we've looked at the life of Joseph for so long, um, you, know, you, you tend to forget things, but, but you're, you're fairly familiar with it. Okay, you are fairly familiar with his life. It was a hard life. You know, we, we've, we've spent some time at the end here where it really gets good, and hallelujah, it gets good. And, 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 and we're not, we, you know, you, you, you'd be fine in saying, even down in this life, uh, keeping that hope that, hey, there are brighter days up ahead. That's, that's all, amen. You ought, to, you, ought to just, you ought to just kind of go through life that way. There are brighter days up ahead. Amen. And then, and then even if they don't ever show up in this life, you, you, you're not stretching it by, too far at all because you've got brighter days up ahead on the other side. Okay? But, but there's nothing wrong with looking at this life and trying to contemplate and think about and even plan for and, and hope for brighter days on up ahead. But I'll say this, it doesn't matter how it goes, you're going to have to bear fruit in the land of your affliction if you're going to bear any. Um, Genesis 41 and uh, 52. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need 51 really as well. 
And Joseph called the name of the, first, of the firstborn Manasseh, for God said he hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. Now, I know we already looked at it, but that's such a good thing. And, and you, you need to remember that about life, because when chapters change, they change. Do you ever have some real hard times in life, some real hard times that were back there? How much did you think about them today? Well, probably not hardly at all until I just brought them up. Right? Isn't it amazing how we can just get just down, stuck in the mud, stuck dead, just not going anywhere, but then God bring you on through and the Lord describes it as a woman in travail. She finally gets that baby in her arms. It's like, Oh, I'm good. You're good. You had me around the neck a second ago, you know what I mean? And you were ch- you're choking me out, you know? <laughs> but, it, you know, oh, wasn't that bad? <laughs> I feel like we're remembering that differently, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's fine. Lord knows that about us. Try to learn it about yourself. Try as best you can in the hardships and in the hard times to who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Hello? To think about, well, this is not good right now. I don't like this. I'm not enjoying myself. This is hard. You got something for me in it, Lord. Brother Pilkenu was right on it on Tuesday night there. Right? Uh, and and, and you're, you're doing a work in me. And I don't want to resist it. I don't like it. I'm going to pray that it stops. But when it doesn't, I want you to, I don't want to not lose, I don't want to not get the benefit as well. (laughs) Right? I'd like to bear some fruit in this if I can. Amen? So he's got these boys and he says about them, he says in verse 52, in the name of the second he called Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Amen. Well, it will only be him that causes you to be fruitful in the land of your affliction. And you will also, you will also have to stay tapped into him. You abide in me as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Right? You'll have to stay close to him, stay plugged into him so that that fruit is brought forth. All right, you got it. Jim, yeah. Joshua. Joshua. Just kind of maybe a practical thing. Read a couple of verses here. 17. Joseph is a fruitful bound by a well whose branches run over a wall. Uh, David has a message on that, and, and so it would just be embarrassing to try to preach it or touch it. I won't do anything with it necessarily, but, but you, you can make an application so many ways. The branches ran over the, the wall to the Gentiles, yeah, over, to the, over to the neighbor's house that shouldn't have been eaten of that fruit. If, 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 yeah. Amen? Did you ever have that growing up? Yeah. Man, we did. We had a... We had a grapefruit tree that would hang over the, the other side. Those ones were ours, man. They're all on our side of the fence. So, whatever. Um, <laughs> you got in on some rich blessings because the bow hung over the wall. 
Joshua chapter 17, look at verse 14. Just read it, read down here a little bit. They're in the land, they're getting their they're getting the inheritance, and you get some things that kind of point to how it's gonna, well, how it did go and then how it's gonna go. Look at verse 14. And the children of Joseph spake unto Joshua, saying, The children of who? Joseph. Okay, all right. Just don't go to sleep on me and all the way, you know. Children of Joseph spake unto Joshua, saying, Why hast thou given me but one lot and one portion to inherit, seeing I am a great people? For as much as the Lord hath blessed me hitherto. Where'd you get that blessing from? There, Joseph, right? Well, because Joseph is a fruitful bough. Amen. He's, and he continues to, all the way through. He continues to be a type of Christ, uh, even, even in, in portions like this. Verse 15, And Joshua answered them, If thou be a great people, then get thee up to the wood country and cut down for thyself there in the land of the Perizzites and of the giants. Gonna have to fight your way in there, right? Gonna have to work for it. Gotta cut trees down, right? There's a lot of work that's gonna be done. Gonna have to be done. If you want, I mean, you want more land, go get you some. If Mount Ephraim be too narrow for thee, and the children of Joseph said the hill is not enough, that even what you're talking about isn't enough for us. We'll go get that, and we'll go, we'll go fight through them giants, and we'll go cut the trees down. But that isn't even enough. And the children of Joseph said the hill is not enough for us, and. Didn't it say over there about Christ's kingdom, of the increase of his kingdom, there shall be no end? Yeah. Amen. You know, well, go on there, over there and get Neptune if you need that. And get what, Mars or whatever you got to, however you got to, however far you got to go, just go. Hello? So, what you, you know, Neptune's not inhabitable. <laughs> yeah, well, of the increase of his kingdom, there shall be no, you're going to have to spread the walls out a little ways at some point. Earth ain't going to do it. The new earth isn't going to do it. Yeah, everything, that, everything they ever thought about in Star Wars or any other sci-fi thing, you get to live in real life one day. I, or whatever they're going to call that on the other side. Great, great, better life. I, you know, eternal life. <laughs> uh, the hill country is not enough for us. And all the Canaanites that dwell in the land and the valley have chariots of iron. Both they who are of uh, Beth Sheen and her towns, and they who are of the valley of Jezreel. And Joshua spake unto the house of Joseph, even to Ephraim and Manasseh, saying, Thou art a great people, thou hast great power, and shalt not have one lot only. But the mountain shall be thine, for it is wood, and thou shalt cut it down, and the outgoings of it shall be thine, for, they sh uh, for thou shalt drive out the Canaanite, though they have iron chariots, and though they be strong. Amen. Amen. So what is, what is all that? Joseph is a fruitful bow. I mean, you could unpack it further. You could take it more. You could take it further than that. But just pointing out about that tribe. So we want some more room and we're willing to fight for it. And if you go make, you know, the further application of, uh, of Ephraim and Manasseh and the typology there and, and Israel and the Gentile and to Joseph. And okay, you, did you forget the, some of the lessons I taught you last couple weeks ago? He had two boys down, didn't he? So he said he had two boys, yeah. and we went over there to Galatians and tried to show you, hey, those two boys, you're one of those boys, yeah. and Israel the other one, and then he puts them both into one, and I don't have that thing perfectly, but I can see it a little bit. It's there. It's there. I, couldn't, I certainly couldn't teach it perfectly, and, I, and, I, and that's why you don't have it perfectly, <laughs> but I, I, I can't grab all the way a hold of it, but I can see it. I can kind of see it through a glass darkly. It's there. Um, all right, back to Genesis uh, 
I think 49. Yeah, 49. Yeah, 49. Mm -hmm. Yep. 22 again there. Um, bup, 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 bup. Mm-hmm, the archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. 24, 25, 26 here. But his bow bowed in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Now, it's very interesting here because, well, who is that? From, from thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. It's Christ. But he doesn't come from Joseph. Right? And, and so you've got you've got you I don't know how you want to say this, you know, I don't know how you how you place this, but be, be, because you have Joseph and he's such a strong type, and then you have Judah and he's gonna come out of that tribe. So all the prophecies connected to Judah are absolutely accurate and right on the money. And the things he says about him concerning Joseph are, of course, accurate and right on the money. It's not that he comes forth from Joseph, but, um, yeah, you, you got it. You, you, I'm not trying to confuse you any you know, uh, more or anything like that. But he says, from thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Verse 25, even, even by the God of thy father, who shall help thee, by the Almighty, who shall bless thee with the blessings of heaven above. Blessings of the deep that lieth under, blessings of the breasts and of the womb, the blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. Okay, we, then we're talking pretty far out there, right? We've, we've expanded it pretty big once we went to the everlasting hills. <laughs> they shall be on the head of Joseph. And on the crown of the head of him that was what? Separate. That was separate from his brethren. That was separate from his brethren. Okay. Uh, I just want to look at two here. The, the, those verses right there, we could, we could get, we could, you could unpack those verses at length. I'm not going to exhaust you with them. I, I, there's some of the things, again, that, you know, it's not that I don't understand all the way. I know what he's talking about. He's talking about Christ's kingdom. He's talking about Christ's kingdom. He's talking about uh, what the Lord uh, is going to do with Christ. And, and Joseph was a picture of it, right? So down in prison. And so it's, it's kind of this culmination of Joseph's life where he, he just, he says a number of things there about Christ that Joseph's life matched right? Okay. That's all future. This is all future stuff. All of these things are future things. Um, but from thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Look at Psalm 80. Psalm 80. Psalm 80, look at verse 1. Give ear O shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest, who? Joseph, like a flock. Thou that dwellest between the cherubims, shine forth. Before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up thy strength and come and save us. Uh, that's one of the things I was going to point out about that, you know, about that kind of looking like he comes from two different places there. Um, 
Isn't there a verse over there where it talks about Christ and it says, as was supposed, the son of Joseph? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know who it's talking about. I know it's talking about Joseph, his father. But it says it a couple different times. So with that, you know, from thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Uh, you know, I don't think you're stretching it too far by, by, by pointing that out over there. But nevertheless, let me show you one more here. You, look, this prophecy about the stone, the stone which the builders rejected, uh, it's, all through, it's all through the Bible. Okay, I could go show it to you in Psalm 118, show it to you in Isaiah, and those aren't the only places. It's, it shows up several times. I just want to show you one. Look at Luke chapter 20. Luke 20, from thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Uh, Christ doing a little Bible study one day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they weren't exactly, they hadn't really signed up for Bible study. They just kind of got in on it, okay, is how it, kind of how it fell out for them. So he just kind of, you know, he was doing one anyways, and they just kind of were there. So he just kind of taking them through. Giving them a little bit of, you know, little bit of light, and he says, "Well, you know, it's kind of like this, like a husbandman, you know, and and uh, just telling them a little story." And <laughs> I'm not going to take you all the way through the story. You know the story, okay? Uh, it's 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 a parable. He's there's a husbandman, uh, verse ten there, and at the season he sent a servant to, a servant to the husbandman that they should give him him the fruit of the vineyard. But the husbandman beat him and sent him away empty. And again, he sent another servant uh, in verse 12. And then he, then he sent a third, and they wounded him and cast him away. Verse 13, then said the Lord of the vineyard, what shall I do? I will send my beloved son. It may be they will reverence him when they see him. Now, these, these boys are sitting here listening to him tell this story. <laughs> but when the husbandman saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. So they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. What the, what's, the, what's the moral of the story, Sunday school kids? <laughs> That's almost how I feel like he's saying that. What therefore shall the Lord of the vineyard do unto them? What shall he do unto them? And one of them turned and said, I think he's talking about us. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like he's, I think he's talking about us. <laughs> He shall come and destroy these husbandmen. Sunday school's over. <laughs> ain't, a, ain't a little Sunday school lesson anymore. He shall come and destroy those husbandmen and shall give the vineyard to others. And when they heard it, they said, God forbid. God forbid. God forbid, God forbid that God would have his way. God, God forbid that God, that God should, ha should eat of the fruit of his own vineyard. God forbid that God should send his son and that you should kill him. God forbid. God forbid that. And he beheld them and said, well, what is this then over here? What's this over here then? What is this? What is this right here? What's this thing? Back over here in Isaiah. And what's this thing, uh, you know, this thing over here in Psalm 118. What is this then that is written, the stone which, is, which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner? Whosoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken, and on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. What's that then? Class dismissed. 
it's a wild thing. It really is. But nevertheless, you know, I just, I, I love that passage. I love reading through it. I love thinking about the, the people that would have been there and Christ. And you say, well, it wasn't like that. Fine. Fine. You read it and put it in there however you want to read it. I love, I, I love that about the Bible. I really do. The Lord lays out things and, and, he, and, he, and then his, his spirit just communicates to you how it maybe would have been. That makes sense? Okay. Or do you read your Bible? Some of you are looking at me like, I haven't read my Bible for a really long time, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. I get that. I understand. I've, had, you know, I've, I've sat there when preachers are going through a thing, and I'm sitting there going, it wasn't like that. Nope. The guy's just, he just, he just doesn't have it, you know. Fine. No problem. You still got the scripture right in front of you, don't you? You don't need the guy to put in his, you know, two cents. Wad that up and throw it out if it wasn't like that. I think it was like that. <laughs> Nevertheless, he had the conversation. No matter what the inflections were and no matter what the inferments were, he had the conversation. Now, um, back over here to Genesis. Genesis 49. Um, look at verse, yeah, look at verse 24, but his bow abode in strength and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel, excuse me, even by the God of thy father who shall help thee and by the almighty who shall bless thee with the blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lieth under. Blessings of the breasts and of the womb. The blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors under the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. What is the subject we're talking about? It said it like seven times. There's like a, I'll just, it, we're talking about blessings. Thank you. Not a trick question. Not, lo not looking any deeper than Facebook. It's just blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing on Joseph, right? Look, everything, everything, you, you, the old saying, you know, well, everything that guy touches turns to gold. Everything Christ touches is blessed. Whatever he has his hand on is blessed. Anything he does is blessed, and it's the blessed for it, and you're the blessed for having, uh, you know, been around it and he hearing about it. Anything he says, those, those that hear are blessed by it. One way or another, okay? You know, do you think he's talking about us? They'd have got a blessing if they'd have acknowledged it and said, well, yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, I don't want to get it, be in on that. Many of them did. Many of them believed on him, even the ones that were ashamed to do it. They got blessed because they believed on him. Amen. Um, Ephesians in chapter 1, just one, one verse on this here. I know you know this, but um, Ephesians in chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual what? Blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Well, how far could you take that thing? How, I mean, how, how could you exhaust all the blessings that, that Christ has blessed you with? I mean, it's, it's blessings... Uh, from above, it's blessings down below. It's blessings in the hard times. It's blessings in the in in the in the good times. It's blessings, you know, uh, uh, 
of the deep that lieth under, blessings of the breasts and of the womb, blessings of thy father, which have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors, under the utmost bound of the everlasting hill. Just, you're just blessed. Why? Because of Joseph. Because of Christ. Uh, everybody, everybody who got a blessing at the end of, of, of Genesis here was because of Joseph's life. Everybody was blessed because of Joseph. No one would have got a blessing, at least in the, in, the, in, the, in the sense that they've got, that they got a blessing, had it not been for Joseph. Every single thing, every good thing that came into their lives was because of that one man. Every good thing you have came down from above. Every good, every good thing, every blessing you have in your life you, is every single thread goes back to Jesus Christ. All of it. All of it. Things you don't even understand. I couldn't explain to you what we're talking about here. Where are the everlasting hills? Try putting them into Google Maps. You ain't going to make it. Right? Where, where's the, the, the blessings of the deep? Where, what are we talking about? Well, I think I have some degree of an idea, but I certainly have no idea. Right? And you talk about, you know, there's, well, there's water up there. Okay, all right. And, there, and there's a deep, and the face of that deep is hoary. All right. You're going to have to tell me about it later, Lord, because I'm, I'm trying. I really am trying to understand what you're saying. Boy, I say, so, well, what, what, is it all, what does it all amount to? Blessings. Amen. It all amounts to blessings. And that the Lord is going to bless you, and, and you are blessed, and all those blessings are tied and wrapped up and connected to Joseph. And one day, one day, He'll be, he'll, be, he'll be crowned. He'll be crowned. Notice this. Uh, of the everlasting hills, they shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brethren. Look at Revelation in chapter 19. I know you know this. He's going to be crowned one day. He's going to be crowned. Even so come Lord Jesus. Amen. Even so come Lord Jesus. Revelation chapter 19. And look, I'm just, I'm just looking at my notes. There's just no... What will happen is I will hurry through some things that I do not want to hurry through. They, they, I, I, they will be a blessing to you. I really, I really believe that, really hope that. So uh, we are gonna, I'm going to cut it off right here. We're going we're to take a, another portion and do it another, another time. So Revelation in chapter 19... It said back there in Genesis 49, uh, it said, The blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors under the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the head of the crown of him that was separate from his brethren. Look at Revelation 19, look at verse 11. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were what? Many crowns. many crowns. On the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brethren. On his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed in a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in white linen. Uh, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Uh, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. And with it, that with it she should, he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a, rod of, with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. 
And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun. He cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls in the, uh, that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. And how far I want to go there? Yeah, that, yep, that, 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 that's enough. That's enough. Um, in verse 14 there, it said, The armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Just, just if, you're, if you still have your finger there in Genesis chapter 49, look at 50. I'll show you one more thing and we'll close. We'll, we'll, we'll stop right there. Um, oh, I, I had lost it. I, I thought it was in another place. There it is. Genesis chapter 50. Genesis 50. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in in fine linen, white and clean. Look at Genesis chapter 50 and look at verse 14. And Joseph returned into where? Egypt. Egypt. He and what? He and his brethren. <laughs> um, that's enough here tonight. Okay, that's enough. We will unpack it a little bit further. Again, uh, there's some things, there's some typology that gets in chapter 50 that I don't want to I don't want to rush through. I think it's just too good. It's good stuff. So, Father, we love you. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you for truth. Thank you for light. Thank you for, thank you for Joseph. Thank you for Christ. Thank you for Christ. Thank you um, for blessing us with blessings from above, from below, from, from the left, from the right, from places we can't understand. Thank you for blessings we didn't even know about. Thank you for blessings we forgot to thank you for. Uh, Lord, thank you for blessings we can't comprehend, blessings that are uh, behind us, blessings that are on up ahead. Father, we, we sure get down on the mouth at times, Lord, and God, every day, Lord, if we just stop and think about all the blessings you've dumped out on us, uh, we, we ought to just really pause and really think about uh, where we, we allow our hearts and our minds to get to at times. And Lord, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for helping us to see him. Thank you for helping us to bear fruit in the land of our affliction. It's not easy, Lord. It's not the things you're taking us through and have taken us through and are going to take us through, though, and they're not easy. Thank you for grace. That's a blessing. We love you, Lord. Pray that you'd help us this week. Open doors. Uh, have your hand on things we might say, conversations we might have. Would you go before us and would you give us wisdom and would you give us uh, just all the things we need? Thank you. Love you in Jesus' name. Amen.